This is HPR episode 1864 entitled, Turning an Old Printer into a Network Printer. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 21 minutes long. The summary is, using a Raspberry Pi as a print spooler for an old USB printer. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello everyone, my name is Dave Morris here in Edinburgh. Today I've got a talk for you about um, some stuff I've been doing over the past few months. I've entitled it Turning an Old Printer into a Network Printer. I bought a USB printer back in about 2005 when I bought a family PC, a Windows PC. It's an HP printer, it's an inkjet, it's called a PhotoSmart 2410 and it's one of these things that's got a scanner in it it can do faxes I don't think I've ever used that feature it can read uh, various types of cards but not any of the new style yeah did did a range of cards but anyway it's not been used I've stopped using the Windows PC for many years now it's only a Pentium 4 and nobody particularly wanted uh, Windows XP and stuff so the printer's been left gathering dust in a corner for a long time. And recently I thought it would be useful to maybe see if I could wake it up, bring it back to life again. So I gave it a good clean-up and um, bought some new ink cartridges for it. This HP printer, being an HP printer, is well catered for under Linux and it's not a difficult matter to plug it into a a Linux box and install CUPS and um, use the SANE interface. CUPS for printing, SANE for scanning. Um, and you can you can bring it back to life again, but I didn't really want to do that. Uh, what I wanted to do was to turn it into a network printer that could be used by the rest of the family. And my kids are mostly away at university these days, but invariably they've got something they want to print when they pass through so I thought this would be a good solution to to that problem at least when they don't need very high quality stuff I have a color laser jet as well but I tend not to run that all that much because it's quite expensive to run so I searched the internet and found an article which I've linked to in a magazine called Raspberry Pi Geek and I've been using that as the basis of my investigations to to set things up. So you'll gather from that that what I'm doing is using a Raspberry Pi. I've got an old one uh, which I bought back, bought when they first came out. It's a a Model B, the sort that had two USBs on it. I think it was about 2012 that I bought it. 
certainly I remember putting in my pre-order before they were even available and uh, getting it. But it's not been used a huge lot. It's in one of the Pimaroni acrylic rainbow cases, which I really like because you build them um, stacked bits one on top of the other um, there's quite some use there's some quite useful variations on the, the original case so what I've done is I've got the 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 pie and I've connected it directly to my router um, with a, with an Ethernet cable it actually sits well at the time I wrote this up I've been working on this um, these notes for a while when I first put it up it was on a shelf that I had in the corner of the living room with the the router and the pie sat on there nicely. I've since rearranged things a little bit, and it's on a on a, a shelving system that I bought from IKEA. Anyway, it's um, the printer is underneath the shelf, um, and it can easily be connected to the pie with a USB cable. The printer needs a fair bit of space, so you can open the lid. You can open the the scanner tray, and you can you can open the lid to get to the ink and stuff. And it also needs room for the uh, paper tray. So you know, it needed needed something fairly substantial to sit on. The Pi is running Raspbian, and it's off a 32 gig SD card, it's class 10, which is overkill probably for this, but it's what I had. And before I started this project, I made sure I'd I had the latest version of Raspbian on it. As an aside, because the power supply for this printer seems to consume power even when the printer is off, it's not physically switched off. It's just a sort of software control. I uh, installed one of the radio-controlled switches I use in the house, and I turn it on and off with a remote control. So uh, I think I bought a set of four of these things. I've linked to it in case you're interested. Uh, and I use them for various bits of kit around the house to, to power them on and off from the from the mains. The turning on of this printer, which wakes it up, makes it go through self-tests and stuff, uh, is something that totally and utterly fascinates my cat. And uh, I included a picture of her running across to the printer and sitting there staring at it, waiting for something or other to happen. I'm not sure what she thinks is going on. Something lives in there probably in her mind. So when I was setting things up, I configured the Pi connected to a monitor, keyboard and mouse. And then I put SSH on it and um, placed it where, where in its final location where it's just running headless. So I can... Uh, SSH into it. I normally assign all of my local machines a fixed DHCP address on the router and then I add this address to etc hosts on all of my client machines. This one ended up being called RPI1 and it's got an address of uh, all my all my devices are in the 192.168.0 range and this is 66. So in the headless mode I installed cups. It's pretty simple. On Raspbian, this brings in many other packages, such as the HPLIP, HP Linux Imaging and Printing, and SANE, which I'm fascinated to, to learn stands for Scanner Access Now Easy. Cheesy or what? Wow. And it also brings in many filters and printer drivers. So CUPS is really cool. I, I know other people have spoken about it and uh, gone in a fair bit of depth but I still thought this this would be of interest to people wanting to do the same as I've been doing. So once CUPS is installed it's fairly simple to configure it either through the HP setup tool or the web interface. Now I th 
HP setup is primarily used for setting up HP printers, which interface to the HP LIP software. And um, since I was u- setting up an HP printer, I used the command HP hyphen setup space minus I for this and used it to configure a print queue with the HP cups driver. If you are doing this with a different sort of printer, then you might be best to use the, the CUPS web interface, but I don't have any direct experience of this for other printers. The web interface to CUPS is quite good. Um, it's available on port 631, so I simply point a browser to my Raspberry Pi with the with an URL with the um, an HTTP colon slash slash address dot 66 colon 631, I won't read it all out in detail. And uh, there you go. I have have access to the interface. And there's administrative functions such as managing printers and print jobs. You need to authenticate to CUPS and to use credentials which um, have the ability to perform printer administration. So I chose to give my account on the Raspberry Pi, which is Dave, LP admin rights. And that's, that's simply done with a user mod command which I've put in the notes I'll read it out sudo space user mod space hyphen a space hyphen capital G space LP admin space Dave so what that's doing is adding to the user uh, account Dave the group LP admin if you look in the Raspberry Pi Geek magazine article it recommends some further steps steps to make the printer visible and this is using the the cups interface so you you put in you type in the command sudo space cups ctl all in lowercase space hyphen hyphen remote space any i think that's that says any address can um, can access the uh, the printer and you also need to change a file uh, no you don't you also need to restart the um, the cups service which they recommend using the init.d startup file, but I actually used the um, Raspbian service command, which is a Debian thing, sudo space service space cups space restart. So then using the web interface, I could create cups printer queues on the Raspberry Pi. I say queues in the plural because I tried messing around with, with queues with different behaviours. I don't think that was really necessary. I haven't gone into detail of what I did there. So in the magazine article I've referred to, uh, there's advice on setting up print clients on remote systems. I did this on my uh, Debian testing KDE system by invoking system settings and selecting the printer's entry. So you can just define a a printer that way and point it at the remote um, printer. My son, who was around at the time and has a MacBook, did pretty much the same in order to print. And given that Cups is now an Apple product and is available on uh, OS X, it's not too surprising he could do that easily. I did have a look at getting my Android phone or Nexus 7 tablet to print. Um, They can both print to my networked HP LaserJet printer, but there's a plug-in called HP Print Service, a free one, that allows that. And I don't think this uses a standard LPR uh, type of connection. 
I'm not prepared to pay money to make uh, to make one of these devices print, and I've n- only found non-free Android apps so far to do this. It's not really a big deal. I have never wanted to print other than to prove that I could. At the time of writing, which is now, <laughs> I've not managed to set up my daughter's Windows 8 PC to use this printer. I was aware that I could set up Samba on the Raspberry Pi, which would, could then be made visible to, to Windows boxes, but I was a bit reluctant to do this. I didn't really want to have Samba floating about the house. My daughter's actually away at university now, uh, but I recently found some helpful advice on this subject on the Arch Wiki, in particular the use of IPP, which is Internet Printing Protocol, which is um, an HTTP interface to cups. So I've not tested this because I don't have a Windows machine available at the moment. But when I do, when when one of the kids comes comes by who happens to have Windows, I will uh, set that up and, and test it. The advice on the Arch Wiki, I was fascinated to see, does not recommend the use of Samba, which uh, I get on board with totally. So I've put a the sort of URL that I would use when I come to test this in the in the notes. This is the long notes, by the way. Which is the um, which references the server port six three one and then the name of the queue. So hopefully that will solve that particular problem. So this printer, as I mentioned before, also has a scanner incorporated into it. So I reckon that it should be possible to operate the scanner remotely. According to the Raspberry Pi Geek magazine. You can do this by making sure that the sane daemon runs all the time. And in order to do this, you have to edit the the file slash etc slash default slash sane d. As I put in the, the notes, I added two lines to this file, which are RUN, capital RUN equals yes, lowercase yes, run equals yes, that is, and run as user, that's capital R-U-N underscore capital A-S underscore capital U-S-E-R equals SANE-D in lowercase S-A-N-E-D. So I think that means run it all the time and the user it's run under is user SANE-D. It was recommended to edit slash etc slash SANE S-A-N-D dot D slash S-A-N-E-D dot conf etc. Sandy, Sandy got comp to add the line and in my case this was the range of addresses on my local network. Local network is 192.168.0.0 and if you add a slash 24 on the end of that it means everything from 0 to 255 that last digit varies from 0 to 255 so everything that's being served locally by my router, which only covers that range anyway, is available to, is capable of accessing the scanner. That was the intention. Then I started the daemon on the Raspberry Pi with sudo space service space saned, as I A-N-E-D space restart. So the service and the user are the same. And then on the Pi, I tried the following command, which is, these are all in the notes, of course, sudo space scan image, S-C-A-N-I-M 
AGE lowercase all the way through space minus capital L I think what that's doing is it's looking for all visible scanner devices on the, the network I think I'm, I've not looked into that in great detail but I think that's what it's doing and I get back I got back a response which is long so I won't read it which begins with device followed by um, various details of the of the device uh, and some text that says it's a Hewlett-Packard PSC 2400 series blah 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 so the scanner's visible from the Raspberry Pi so next I moved to my desktop machine which also had cups installed which is a necessary prerequisite and used the same command but didn't find the scanner so I went back to the Raspberry Pi and looked at one of the logs which is slash var slash log slash daemon dot log and in it I saw the Linux desktop machine connecting it's uh, on 192.168.0.5 saw it being granted access and but then I got uh, a permission denied message invalid USB underscore open permission denied so something's not right on the Raspberry Pi in terms of permissions it seems. It took me a while to work out what was happening but to cut a long story short I first of all found the device and you do that as root on the Pi by typing lsusb and various devices are listed including the USB infrastructure itself but um, the last one I saw was the, the printer and it came back as being on bus 001 device 009 I then did an ls-l on that device which is actually slash dev slash bus slash usb slash 001 slash 009 and what I see, saw, what you can see yourself in the in my um, notes, and it was March, was it March that I did this? Anyway, a fair while ago, is that it's owned by user root group LP. It's not entirely, um, you know, it's, it makes sense. It's not, not, not stupid to talk because it, it's, it's a printer, so group LP seems like a reasonable thing to make it owned by. But looking at user SaneD to see which groups it's in, and that use the id command for that id space sane d you get back its uid its gid and then a list of its groups it's in the group sane d which is normal that uh, that things belong to their own a group named the same as the um, username um, and it's in the group scanner which is 110 so that's why user sane d can't access the device it doesn't have it's not in the same group it's not in the right group there are various things you could do to fix this but given that a device can only be in one group without going to jump through a lot of hoops then the simplest thing to do seemed to be to add user sane d to the lp group so that was done with the user mod command i'm root when I'm doing this and it's the same sort of command that we saw earlier user mod space minus lowercase a space minus capital G space LP space sane D so user mod add group LP to sane D is what that's doing then ID sane D gives back the extended group which is uh, sane D as before LP and scanner so 
that's achieved what we wanted to do in terms of groups. Now scan image minus L from capital L again from the remote client returned the device message saying yes I see an HP printer. So having done that it was possible for the remote system to access the scanner with GIMP. GIMP has a scanner interface. There's a tool called XSANE, capital X-S-A-N-E, lowercase. And there are various other SANE tools that would let you get access to scanners. It's not clear why Standard Cups creates the user SANE-D in the scanner group where the device is owned by the LP group. Uh, Some sort of logic snafu going on there. Um, There's a certain element of sense in there that the device is owned by LP but uh, it also ought to be owned by scanner <laughs> and, um, anyway I'm not sure if this is a problem with the SANE-D user itself or maybe there's something that the UDEV code should be doing when it creates the, the device I could mess around with this um, I haven't done so if you're interested in looking at this type of thing yourself Clatu has done some excellent shows on building your own UDEV rules uh, on uh, his podcast GNU World Order. In terms of accessing the scanner from Mac OS X and from Windows, I haven't tested these yet. Uh, Nobody's really wanted to do much in the way of scanning from these devices and the odd occasion when they have somebody's visited and said I've got this document can you scan it the easiest thing to do is just scan it onto my Linux box and then share it with them or indeed print it um, if they wanted a copy the printer's actually able to do copies all by itself so it's not usual that's what they want but they often like electronic versions so I just email it to them or share via Dropbox or something like that but this is something I would like to look into in the future but I don't have either of these machines to uh, to play with so I need to wait for suitable visitors to come along and uh, help me to test it out so that's it uh, hopefully you found it useful if you're thinking of going down this sort of road yourself or you've had problems solving similar sort of problems to the ones I uh, was looking at I hope you found it useful anyway Okay, bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.